You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners, and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of fire. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, and this was our new intro, or at least uh, the musical part of it, because the lyrics are still the same and we are working on it. Are we working on it to change the lyrics? It depends how, you know, like planning on it. Yes, executing, no. <laughs> yeah, we were having that discussion in our previous ep- uh, episodes uh, planning versus execution uh, but uh, yeah the new intro is quite cool it's a spin it's a remix of an old intro with a lot of instruments and some sort of yeah so I, I like it a lot it's just I think it would be nice if we would also record a new a new um, voiceover I think so too there didn't seem to be a perfect sync between yeah. the two yeah I think so too plus we also have as you know guys new season And we are not only having the variety shows with bullshit, wisdom, challenge, left field and uh, artist, but we also have different types of episodes, uh, including challenge series, right? Yes, and very much so today. Exactly. And our intro somehow does not reflect that change yet. Yet, guys, yet. I'm sure one day it will probably right before we enter to season six and need to change it again. Yeah, exactly. No, but I think maybe we can actually record it today. I'm not sure because straight from here, I'm going to Copenhagen. <gasps> What are you going to do there? I'm going to enjoy. Okay, that's very mysterious. I hope it's uh, something really nice and kinky. Well, uh, I, I don't know if it's kinky, but it's very nice. We are making a home exchange. Ah, yeah. And we are going there uh, for leisure mm-hmm. uh, to in the beautiful weather of February in Denmark. Mm-hmm. We are going to be Best. sightseeing, <laughs> mm-hmm. sightseeing Copenhagen. And also on Monday, we will go to get a new passport for one of the kids. That sounds like a lot of fun, Marta. Leisure and p- business. Yeah, especially the passport, uh, the passport uh, part of it. I think it will be amazing. Although the embassies are in a really nice neighborhood next to the seaside. That is amazing in February. I think a lot of wonderful storms and winds and rains and yeah, we do have a challenge. I should have sent this challenge Mm -hmm. because uh, my husband, he needs his passport for two different embassies on Monday Mm. and uh, there is a timing issue. Uh, he needs uh, his passport in the embassy at 12.45 in Polish embassy, and he needs to have it delivered by 12.30 to the Irish embassy. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, that poses a challenge, and we don't know how to solve it yet. You remember this time when your ex-husband came to Polish embassy without his passport? Yeah. And, he, and you did not manage to get a passport for your daughter? Yeah. Yeah, that that one time. That's didn't something that we are standing in front of. No, that didn't influence our divorce at all. <laughs> no, it actually didn't, but it was it was horrible. Yeah, okay, Marta. So straight after recording this uh, today's episodes, we are going to Copenhagen to enjoy, and that is awesome. Uh, but before you do that, you actually will solve a challenge yes. of another person. I'm not sure if I will solve a challenge of another person. You are attempt. But I will share how I solved that kind of challenge mm-hmm. for myself, because what I realized is that I have actually gone through that myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've learned from it and a little bit of... Um, knowledge, wisdom, uh, common experiences from many mm-hmm. people who are in this situation. And hopefully we can at least bring some perspective and at least some inspiration to Vega. Yes. And and, uh, and I think we Vega was the name that the person 
called him or herself by when we receive this challenge via our website and it is fully anonymous people so if you have any problems please go to thefiveoptions.com where you can submit your challenge anonymously without even giving your email address because sometimes your email address will reveal that you are ananiścieruk2 at gmail.com so you don't even have to do that and then you can send it to us in, in full confidence but I can see that uh, you are Marta prepared because you are holding in your held hand a xenophobes guide to the Danes and we also have a Dane here as a aide Dennis hello hello so I can see that this is uh, this is quite a challenge I guess uh, I'm prepared you're prepared awesome so should we go for like a jingle or something let's go for a jingle or something yeah the challenge challenging challenge of the week and if anyone is watching us on TV at this moment uh, you also see that we do have a challenge as uh, we used to do it this way that if i was solving a challenge anna was reading it and uh, when anna was solving a challenge i was reading it and i just asked anna anna are you reading the challenge and anna slightly <laughs> panicked because she could not find the challenge description yeah so we started to like move around and stuff but now she stole <laughs> my computer so all all I, good i will give it back to you i would like to just uh, tell one more time to everyone that we are clearly radio people and of course you would not see the panic in my eyes my weird movements and then uh, finally stealing uh, Marta's computer but if you are watching us then you could see all of that for which we are deeply sorry uh, i am still not really um like uh, sometimes aware or adjusted to the fact that we are on TV and uh, we we got no training which i believe it's quite <laughs> obvious uh, yes and uh, the the ironic thing is that more and more people uh, come forward and tell us that they have seen us on TV and that is not a good sign no no i'm definitely a radio person i am definitely yeah we have radio faces radio voices radio studio <laughs> behavior Uh, so yeah, but if you look for some uh, very unusual and weird TV program, then we are here for you to provide you weekly entertainment. Yes. Okay, let's go to the very challenging challenge. Yes, so as uh, as I mentioned, it is anonymous. The person called him or herself Viga, so we don't even know if it's a girl or a boy or a man or a woman or maybe someone who doesn't know what his or her gender is. Very complicated these days. Uh, we only have this challenge and uh, I hope that you are listening to us Viga. So the challenge goes as follows. Hi. My challenge is that I am an international and I find this society quite hostile towards foreign people. As if they were afraid of us only because they don't know any different than their home culture. Most often that's the case. They are beaming with silent racism often. They will not insult you, but I don't see that they treat you equal. See that on the job market. See in personal life close to zero to get a danish friend can't stand this situation yet i'm not planning to leave decay yet one day i will for sure but how to make my life more pleasant till that one day thanks so of course it was mentioned later decay uh, so this is a challenge from person who is from denmark because of course we are accepting challenge from all over the world so if you are in US the country that listen to our podcast the most just hit your challenge as well but this one comes from from Denmark and uh, it's uh, i think i understand now why Marta you brought the the xenophobes guy to the days <laughs> And uh, I also guess I understand why you mentioned that you were attempting to solve this challenge because it's quite uh, 
quite difficult and potentially emotionally loaded. Exactly. So my first uh, my first reaction was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to solve this challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it's very tricky because on one hand, person feels has very strong feelings of, uh, you know, hostile. <laughs> this yeah. style, uh, uh, he or she calls it silent racism. And yet at the same time, the person is not planning to leave Denmark. So mm-hmm. that's already a given because one option could be leave Denmark. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's an <laughs> if obvious you one. don't feel so good here, right? Yeah. But we know already that that's not uh, the option for now. Because for later, yes, but not for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah because uh, Vega has has kind of made it clear that that's not an option for now. And also, we have had that topic in our podcasts previously. Mm-hmm. We've had Anatoly. Uh, who brought very nice, interesting, well-balanced perspectives on Denmark being an extreme culture. (laughs) And we've had that before when we were talking about integration. Uh, Someone sent us a challenge wanting to have children in Denmark and Mm -hmm. wondering how to integrate Mm -hmm. and how to raise kids here in Denmark. And yeah, we had... Also a program, uh, yeah, we touched upon it. We had a live once about Denmark as well. So we've had that a few times. So I was first like really seriously considering, are we going to go for that challenge? Mm -hmm. Or will we just look into what we have already solved and then, you know, send some extract out of it? back to the person. The problem is that we cannot even send it back because we didn't receive the email address, which I guess we can understand taking in consideration the nature of the challenge. So we could pretty much just make an announcement here on the podcast. But Marta, you decided to go for it. Yes. Well, I decided one of the big reasons was that we cannot get in contact directly Mm -hmm. with that person. Uh, So I was like, okay, someone has sent us this challenge. And even though we were touching upon the topic, I did still find some things that I thought will be could be potentially helpful Mm -hmm. in making Vigas life more pleasant until that one day comes. So, dear Viga, I will be very honest with you and all the other listeners listeners too. It's not like anyone else uh, shouldn't listen to what I'm going to say right now. <laughs> Everyone can hear that. I was in that situation many years ago when mm-hmm. I came to Denmark for the first time around 16 years ago as a student. That's how I felt in Denmark. Mm-hmm. That's the way I perceived. I I felt like I want to finish my studies and I want to go back home as soon as possible. I found it very, very difficult to adapt. Mm-hmm. Still, I had the time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I had the best time ever uh, in this international environment uh, with other Erasmus Socrates students. I had an amazing time. Yet when it comes to integration with Denmark, I didn't go far at all. Mm-hmm. At all. I don't believe I, ge- I made even one Danish friend the first time I came to Denmark and I was here for one year and a half. Yet, even though I felt this way, not only did I come back to Denmark a few years later, and I also chose to be staying here for the last 11 years. So I came to a conclusion that I must have some <laughs> knowledge about how to make it work here. <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's yeah, that's something that I thought that I can bring. So mm-hmm. I have prepared five options, tips for you, Vega. Mm-hmm. So option number one is make your why you are here very clear to yourself. Number two, make an effort to understand Danes and the Danish culture. Number three, find the things you like about Denmark and are grateful for. Number four, embrace what you can. Sorry, influence what you can and embrace the rest. Mm -hmm. And five, make it as pleasant as you possibly can. So that's the five tips that I have come up with. And now we are going to start with the first one. Make why you are here very clear for yourself. I in general think that we humans have a really great chance to function better when we have a clear purpose. When we know the reason why we are doing what we are doing 
and the purpose of it all, it makes it, it often makes it much easier for us. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I definitely uh, believe so. I think we also had the why and the purpose motive in many of our podcasts. And I think one of the things that human beings don't cope with very well is uh, uncertainty, which creates not only confusion, but also fear and a feeling of hopelessness. So basically, uh, we can read from this that this person feels almost trapped here because uh, he or she wants to leave, doesn't want to be here, but has to be here. And if we don't really have a clear why, then we might basically just just go on this autopilot. I'm trapped here. I'm here against my will. Well, you made a decision. There are reasons. Maybe it's good to remind yourself of them. Yeah, because that's what I found that has helped me the first time when I was here. Mm -hmm. I had a very clear reason. Mm -hmm. I was here to finish my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. So I had this reason very clear. I knew that that's the reason why I'm here. My purpose is to get my education mm -hmm. and then I'm going to leave. Mm -hmm. It was very clear to me. I knew it was a definite amount of time. And even though I felt I did feel quite homesick uh, when I was here for the first time, I was missing home. I was missing my friends. Um, and even though I was having a lot of time, it was still tough. But that helped me a lot. It was very clear definition for me of why I was in Denmark. And that helped a lot. So the first question I would uh, encourage you to ask yourself, Vega, is Why am I really here? Mm -hmm. And just answer that question for yourself. And if you make a very good, nice statement for yourself, it can really influence how you feel and how you go about uh, being here. So other questions that can help you is why did you come to Denmark in the first place? Why do you keep on staying? Because that's also, it can also differ depending how long you are here. You could have come for one reason. You could be staying for another reason. Mm -hmm. But ask yourself these questions. Why am I here? Why did I come here in the first place? And why do I keep on staying? And uh, I would really make that statement very clear for myself. I would put it on a piece of paper, you know, stick it on a wall, keep it together with me and really use it as a guiding star. Yeah. in functioning here in Denmark. So, of course, I, ha I have some internationals in the room. So I would like to you ask do. you, Anna, why are you here in Denmark? Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> really, Marta? Th th that's how we are doing this now? Yes. I will repay you today, my dear. Thank when you. We will Thank be you. recording the second show. Well, actually, I, I have to say that I'm like an accidental resident because I don't really have much of a, I did never really had much of a plan regarding staying in Denmark. I came here as an exchange student and my exchange uh, is uh, still uh, ongoing <laughs> after all these years, which will be, I think, around 14 years now. And uh, I would say it was kind of uh, circumstantial because first I was on a bachelor. We were offered to make the whole full degree. Uh, then uh, I met my uh, former husband. Now he's former before he wasn't. Then we got a baby. Then I started master. Then, you know, I, I found a job. So I would say it was just circumstances. However, and I always had this, I had this um, like a mindset, I'm here like on, on bags, living on my luggage, like, you know, I'm not here staying for long, you know, I'm ready to, to move. But then something very interesting happened. I actually like this country. I know it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to realize that because I had a fair share of complaining about Denmark and uh, I definitely did not have anything about the racism or stuff or there are, or although there are moments in my life when I felt slightly either discriminated or look upon differently because I'm from Poland, especially that I don't speak Danish. That is one of the things that really turns red lights for everyone. Like, how can you not speak Danish and, and so on? That's another story. And trust me, I have my share feeling of guilt in this one as well, even if I shouldn't. But uh, I actually like this country. 
Uh, I didn't like the weather. Obviously, I had problems with adjusting to the Danish culture because it's so different than Polish culture. But now I'm not really such a big fan of Polish culture anymore. I'm not a big fan of Danish culture neither, but I'm very open. I'm very grateful for everything I'm I'm uh, having here. Um, I'm not planning to stay in Denmark for the rest of my life, but I guess I transitioned on that side when I'm uh, happy for just being here and I'm grateful and although this is not my favorite country in the world but don't get too excited I don't know what is my favorite country in the world I just have a feeling that maybe there is something better out there and I do definitely believe I belong to some warmer uh, warmer country I am uh, actually quite happy so currently I am here because uh, I like to be here I know it's weird. It's When it's I a nice realization. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the Denmark. I like you, and I is actually I like Danes, even the the silent racism beaming Danes, because there is there are things about Danes that are uh, peculiar. But on the other hand, there are things about every nationality that are peculiar, and there are things that are obviously upsetting me about Danes. But there are things that are upsetting me about Poles and Americans and. We could continue to find all the bad things in every single nation and every single country. But the truth is we all have some downfalls. I decided lately to look at the brighter side. And I think being with uh, with uh, Dave, who is uh, the father of my child, as you might know, uh, helped me because he is one of those very few people who managed to make a lot of Danish friends. So through him, I met a lot of Danish people and they are really cool still a bit odd sometimes then it's don't get too excited they can be a bit odd and peculiar but i think that helped a lot to realize that danes are actually cool well we will definitely have the point where we are uh, digging more into what we like about denmark and yeah. uh, and now i'm thinking what's in my coffee <laughs> <laughs> well, you were making your coffee by yourself. Well, I, I helped a little. I think but you do have boobs on the. I have a boobs on my mug, not on my. Yeah, I ho also have boobs on myself, but <laughs> I have a weird mug, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they are sprinkling some shit in coffee beans here, so uh, we are more positive about this stuff. But yeah, I don't know how. But yeah, I'm maybe in a happy day. You know, tomorrow is my birthday, so I'm al always very happy because of that. That's a very good reason yeah. to be happy. Yeah. Okay, so for the summary of this part, I would like to tell you that I do believe in uh, purposes. Mm -hmm. I do believe in looking for the reasons why we are doing what we are doing. Mm -hmm. And I really uh, like Simon Sinek's approach uh, of find your why, mm -hmm. where he refers to countries as organizations. We have explained it before in some of our podcasts, but I really love this approach because in general, I remember when I felt really crappy at some point in Denmark and I was talking to my husband and I told him, I think I want to leave. I feel really crappy. Why don't we just leave from here? And then he told me, you know, ultimately the purpose is to feel good no matter where you are. Correct. And I just liked it so much. It just opened to a completely new perspective to me. I was like, wow. And, and also because in Denmark, there are so many good things. And still at the same time, I really think that we it's easier to feel good in a country where that country is aligned with our personal purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what Mr. Sinek uh, proposes mm -hmm. so that you find out what's your personal purpose. And then you find out what's the per what's the purpose of the country. And if these two aligns, it just makes it easier to feel good where you are. So that was like a small, uh, yeah, summary of that. Mm -hmm. Because it could be that your purpose and purpose of Denmark are very different for your, for yeah, and therefore you're feeling so bad here, Viga. But it could be an interesting perspective to look into. And now we are moving on to option number two. Make an effort to understand Danes and the Danish culture. And that's what I brought here today. Uh, those of you who are watching, you can see that I have the Xenophobes guides, a guide to the Danes, because that was 
one of the things that has helped me to understand a lot of things when I moved here to Denmark, because when you come to a new country that you have not been before and you want to live in a country, there will be challenges. No matter what, it's to adapt, to integrate in a new country. It is a challenge. So this series, the Xenophobes Guides, I love this series. I have also Xenophobes Guides to the Poles. I find yeah. it so amusing. And it's written in this uh, humoristic way, but still explains quite a lot of things about yeah. Danes Th- and That's Denmark. a very good disclaimer. It's not like there is a guide like this about Denmark and only Denmark. This is actually a series of xenophobes guides to, I think they at least have 25, 30 different nationalities. Poles, it's hilarious. There is a German. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw quite, quite a lot of them. And, uh, you know, I think that's the best way to understand uh, some uh, quite bizarre and weird angles of a cu- culture with a humor. Yeah, I I, th- I really recommend this little book. I find mm-hmm. it very interesting. I, of course, want to also recommend the three articles that Anatoly, our previous guest, has written about Denmark. I find them very informative mm-hmm. and uh, written in a nice, balanced way, explaining a lot of things about uh, Danes, Denmark and the Danish culture. So that's my proposal. Uh, very often when we feel... Uh, misunderstood by someone it is also because we are not understanding that person and it's kind of a little bit like you know chicken and the egg Mm -hmm. kind of thing like probably the more you will understand Denmark Danes and the Danish culture the more uh, open and the more positive approach you will have and the more of that you will be beaming yourself the easier it will be to find the Danes that are beaming the openness <laughs> to foreigners as well so it's kind of I'm sure that you've experienced some instances where you you did feel some sort of hostility on some sort of racism or uh, whatever you call it uh, That's probably what has already happened to you. Yet still you have that possibility to get to know why that might be. You know, what could be the reason behind some of those behaviors? And when we understand something, we can open to it, we can do something about it. And that's why that that's why I propose this um, understanding better. And uh, I will read just a little piece of the Xenophobes Guides to the Danes, Mm. which describes the character, just for you to maybe see, open up to some things. Today's Danes are a peaceable people. The only helmeted warriors left are bikers. When the Danish Vikings colonized the British Isles, they must have taken with them all the most unruly elements. Ever since, the British have behaved like Vikings, while the Danes have constructed a modern, liberal welfare state where everyone is cared for and their football fans are generally models of propriety. Denmark is a land of modesty and moderation. This is largely a consequence of the Danes' sense of social responsibility. The touchstone of any activity or point of view is whether it is some funds relevant, that is socially useful. So I just wanted to read this little piece of the uh, of the book just to encourage you that is nicely written in this humoristic spirit yes, yet bringing some truth. Anna, do you have any tip here on what has helped you to get to know Denmark and Danes and the Danish culture better? David Andres Vigenueva Soto, a Chilean guy who broke the barriers and and made Danish friends. Really, uh, that that was the turning point for me. Uh, I think also uh, throughout uh, the last, I think, two years, uh, I managed to meet some Danish people. One of them uh, is Dennis, who is sitting in front of me, uh, looking at me with that wise gaze and, and his beard, like Danis, Danis, Danis. It's uh, Danis. It's Dennis and Dane. Uh, Dennis, our uh, technician. Hello, Dennis. Uh, Hello. You are a Dane. That is true. And you turned out to be cool. 
Why thank you? Actually, quite quite cool, and we like you a lot. And uh, I'm not sure if we can call it friendship yet, although we have you know like connected on Facebook. That's a big milestone, and we see each other <laughs> regularly, uh, mostly because you have no choice. But <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, I I don't know. It's like uh, Dennis is definitely also one of those things that allow me to meet Danes better, and uh, I like it. How do you feel with that? Um, I'm just stuck on how surprised you sounded when you thought that I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Now, of course, you are cool. You are a musician. They are cool by by definition. But I, I don't know. Maybe the feeling is mutual. Maybe you also learned something new about poles that you didn't know, or actually, we are not so crazy as you thought. I don't know. We are crazier. We are quite crazy. You're just <laughs> humans. I mean, you, you come from Poland, but it is not a program about Poland, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I've learned much about Poland, but I've learned a lot about you two. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. Uh, if you start to make a, a more personal relations, instead of seeing Danes as Danes, but actually meet Dennis, who is a Dane, and you start to have a normal like a colleague or friendship relationship, you start to realize, okay, this is a human. Like he realized about us. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> We are humans. Exactly. And I think that this is the key. Uh, and I know that here Viga wrote close to zero to get a Danish friend, yet it is possible. Um, I think Anatoly mentioned once or twice that in Denmark you have to make an effort to integrate or to to meet Danish people, which is quite different than many other cultures that are more relaxed and when you can basically just have a friend walking on the street, like in Latin countries, when everyone is so open. But you have to make an effort, and I think that's uh, that's the difference and the key. And uh, yeah, so basically, this is what helped me to m- learn more about Denmark, like Denmark more, and uh, und- understand it. So actually, meet people, not not just think about Danes as a nation, but to to meet Danes personally. Mm. Yeah, one of the things that I've learned through our different programs was that, and also through experience now, I've been here for 11 years, mm-hmm. uh, is that Danish people, they take friendship very seriously. Mm-hmm. So it's It's about getting through that initial phase of, you know, is it really worthwhile becoming friends? Are you going to be staying here? Because once you become a real true friend with a Danish person, it's it's kind of a commitment. So can you confirm that, uh, Dennis? Am I not making like overstatements here? No, I don't think you are. There's mm-hmm. a, a very sharp distinction between an acquaintance And a friend, mm-hmm. and if you call someone a friend, it, it's it is a, it's almost like a lifelong commitment. Yeah. So, understanding this, that becoming a friend here is a lifelong commitment, to me, it explained a lot. Yeah. And is it difficult to make friends here? Yes, it is. Is it worthwhile trying? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So it's about. For you, Vega, you know, do you want to make Danish friends? You might need to make some extra effort than in many other different mm-hmm. countries. Yet it is worthwhile, the effort. So just a little, uh, we I will include in the show notes all the links to the articles where there is also quite some good tips on how to uh, meet Mm-hmm. Danes and how to make friends, but for now I would like to ask you, Dennis, to uh, to move on to a little break, listen to a little bit of music, and yeah, let's go for the artist of the week. Superman music brings to you artist of the week. So guys, we have a little musical break and that is because we cannot just solve challenge the entire hour and we actually have a fantastic piece of music today. Uh, I think I've mentioned that in our season uh, premiere uh, show, 
I think I did. And if I didn't, then now you will know that we uh, have made some effort to um, to basically bring more independent music to our radio program. Uh, there is a group on Facebook called Musicians in Aarhus. For the time being, I only found a group like this in Aarhus. And we have posted uh, an announcement that we would like to feature independent artists uh, from around. And they should send their um, songs, basically, to Dave. It's because I really don't have uh, time or energy to explain that the file has to be in some special format or what is wrong with this or that. So Dave is taking care of the selection. And I will also leave all the information uh, in the show notes of this program so you can see how can you send a song to our show. So far, we have 12 songs in a queue, which is quite amazing. And I will tell you something, guys. I'm quite blown away because many of those songs I would expect to hear on the radio already. We are on the radio, so that's a good already, place. Already, yeah. That's a good place. Although, of course, we have a limited spread because we cover only Aarhus. If you look at, uh, if you listen to us on FM, but if you uh, listen to us on internet, then of course it's global, and then of course it's also podcast. Uh, but guys, today we are featuring uh, Gregory Boyd, and he has prepared not only a song but also introduction. So, without further ado, we will hear how Gregory talks about himself and his music, and then. And we will listen to his lovely song, Beating on a Drum. My name is Gregory Boyd. I play steel pans, electric, acoustic steel pans, which is, uh, I mean, I dare say it's an innovation of mine. You know, there's other guys that have done it and other ladies that have done it, certainly. But um, I'm adding to that legacy, if you will, and just electrifying the instrument because I believe in its potential, you know. Um... I started playing drums when I was a kid. My dad, he had these pots and pans he would bring out of the kitchen. And he would bring them in the front room and he would bring all kinds of wooden sticks and we'd sit us around and he said, boy, come here for a minute, let me show you something. And he just would start jamming. And I'm just like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Then I joined him, we started jamming together and we started doing these little songs and stuff. It was so cool. Then one day I thought, you know what? I gotta play drums. So I asked my father for some drums. You know, we couldn't really afford a, a, a full drum set or anything. But one one Christmas, and I remember this, 1977. I know they they they, they it, it put him back some paychecks, but he bought me a nice snare drum. And I mean, I took that snare drum to school every day and practiced it every day. I started playing drums, you know, and it's wonderful. Went through school, and you know, we had these school programs with music and everything. So I played drums. Then I got out of school and wanted to join the Navy. I joined the Navy and wanted to join the Navy band, and they had a steel drum band. So I auditioned about five times to get into the Navy band. Finally made it and got into the steel drum band. And I said, you know what? I got to write songs. So I started writing songs. And I was lucky because I was living in New Orleans, and I started hooking up with all these New Orleanians. Charmaine Neville and Charles Neville and Cyril Neville, all the Neville brothers, you know, and then John Cleary and, and Dr. John and uh, you name it. Everybody who's somebody in the ones I luckily became friends with and started gigging and playing and, you know, and I just basically learned how to be a performer from that situation because the best of the best, in my opinion, performers in the business really lived or came from New Orleans. And so I was right there amongst them, you know. Just like if people believe in blessings, I believe in blessings. I believe in things that uh, happen for a, a blessed reason, you know. And I think that was a massive blessing. So I just started playing pans, you know, and started singing. And I've been doing it ever since. Hope you enjoy this song. It's called Beating on a Drum. It just feels like... I'm always on the run, yeah And everyone here Is trying to get them some 
I might not be qualified At least that's what they say But I'm the man, you're the ears And we gonna do this thing my way drum Everybody can need the jam one and play it loud Just play it loud Just play it about creativity huh yeah it's uh, it's quite amazing I actually uh, would like to say Gregory I uh, am uh, very confused why you are not an international star yet but hopefully after this <laughs> <laughs> you will become no really fantastic I, I, I like this and song. take us with you yeah take us with you we, we can actually play a bit on the drums Uh, we can learn. Marta is now learning keyboard. So uh, and I am uh, looking at the guitar quite a lot, uh, just watching. But that also counts. So uh, Gregory, a fantastic song. Thank you very much for sending it. And uh, I definitely am listening to it at home because it's a really great piece of music and great piece of production. And you wrote it by yourself and you perform it by yourself. Uh, way to go. Fantastic. Yes, thank you, Gregory. And now coming back to our challenge from Viga, who finds it very difficult to adapt here in Denmark and has been facing some hostility and is not planning to leave from Denmark yet and would like to know how to make that stay more pleasant. And now we are at option three, which is find the things you like and you are grateful for. And there is a really cool thing about gratitude. 
And it is that when you are in a state of gratitude, gratitude, it's simply impossible to feel crappy. It's this one of these high level emotions that when you are really grateful, you just can't feel shitty at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's the same like blowing bubbles. That's the alternative. Try to blow bubbles and be still angry. Hmm? It's impossible. Just I, I dare you. Not only you, Vega, but also other people. Try to stay angry while blowing bubbles. Hmm? Yeah, that's a good dare. And I actually will have a challenge for you, Vega, as well. But first of all, I would like to tell you that, especially when we are feeling like homesick and we feel like, we are not really adapting well mm-hmm. in the environment we are in. We tend, we start to focus on the negative because we are not feeling well. So it's much easier to see all the negative around us. And that's why I'm proposing this little exercise to from now and on spend 30 days only looking for things you like and you are grateful for in Denmark and parking all the things you dislike. Just simply stop complaining for 30 days. Complaining is not allowed. And you are for 30 days looking for all the good things, all the good stuff in Denmark. What do you guys think about my challenge? It sounds very healthy. Denise, do you think you would be able to complete the challenge? To not complain for 30 days? Yeah. About Denmark. Not, about Denmark? Yeah, it's only about, the, it's not general not complaining. Yeah. I mean, it, it's great, it's transformationary if we mm-hmm. stop complaining in general. But Viga, I'm comp- uh, complaining, <laughs> I'm proposing not complaining about Denmark, mm-hmm. not focusing on all the stuff, all the bad stuff, on the all the beaming hostility and mm-hmm. racism, but concentrate on all the cool stuff. Every day find at least one new thing that you consider really cool in this country. Or at least positive. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on what you have in common. What's positive? What's good about it? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And now a question to you guys. Just to start Vega off a little bit and help him or her. What are the things you like, the three things you like most about Denmark? And let's go with uh, Dennis. You must like something about your country. Come on. <laughs> Just if you could see the camera, Dennis was also very confused yeah. and surprised. That, that's very hard to answer. I've never lived anywhere else. So for me, this is just, this mm-hmm. is standard. This is... Normal. Yeah. I, I really haven't thought about that. Okay, so you get a moment to think about Thank it, you. and then Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you. You. You would think that Thank it's you. easier to think about what's cool about your own country, but let's give let's give Dennis a moment. Yes. Anna, Thank you, and I'm not coming back, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, or what you are grateful for in Denmark? Three things. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I can say that those are my three favorite things, but I will just say what came to my mind. And number one, uh, it's actually Danish sense of humor that I really appreciate. Uh, it's a bit sarcastic and snarky and uh, yeah, I like that. I also like the fact that in Denmark, uh, not many people, and I talk about people, not commune or governments, I talk about people, people give you a lot of space. So there is no uh, that kind of, you know, pushing nose into not your own business. Like in Poland, many times you can be criticized for something by a stranger on a street because he has an opinion. Here in Denmark, I have not met that. So I really appreciate that. And uh, what else uh, from three things that I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that this is actually relatively stable and uh, and supportive country, even for foreigners who have earned their right by paying taxes for years to actually have some sort of security once the times get rough. I actually have a fourth thing. Uh, It's relatively easy to raise children here as well. I could actually continue. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, thank you, Anna. Dennis, has something come to your mind in the meantime? What do you like about your own country? Flaska style. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the food, not so much. I mean, you can get a lot better food uh, many other places, many other countries. But uh, I really like the the way that we all have an opportunity. We, We can get any education we want. We can do anything we want if we put our minds to it. That, that, spells freedom a lot to me that 
if I have the skills, I can become a doctor. I don't have to have a big pile of money to pay for college. Yeah, education is for free. Education is for free. Hospitals are for free. That security, that sense of security that I never have to worry about getting sick because if I do, I will go to the hospital and they will treat me and they will cure me if they can and I will never have to worry about paying for it. So I'm, I'm free to pursue whatever goal I set myself knowing that if I fall, I won't die from that. That's the thing I like. Mm-hmm. Those are actually three things and they are fantastic things indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will add a little bit from me. And for me, what I have, I, I, there is a lot of things I like from Denmark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could also continue and continue. But like what I'm most grateful uh, for here, and th- that's also very close to the reason why I am here, it is because it's a very family friendly country. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Very mm-hmm. family friendly country, very supportive of raising children. Uh, second thing, it's really nice and green in summertime because the country is quite wet as well. It rains a lot. It's very green. There are some of con- some countries, they become quite, you know, dry. Mm-hmm. But in Denmark, it's really beautiful. It's really nicely green in summertime and full of light. And recently the nature has been a big <laughs> deal for me. So that's what I started to put uh, my attention to. And the third thing is very similar to what you have mentioned, Anna, about having that personal space that people are not uh, invasive. Know, invasive. Yeah. So that people in general mind their own business. And that would be the three things. And we will move on to the option number four, which is influence what you can and embrace the rest. So, of course, Viga, there are things that you can influence in life and there are things which you cannot influence in life. And concentrating, putting your focus on the things that you can't change, obsessing about them and feeling bad about them is kind of, you know, counterproductive. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like shooting your own foot or shooting your own knee, depending the country you come from. That could be a different version of what you're shooting to, right? (laughs) That's correct. Because I think in England it's one and in Poland it's another. Or in English and in Polish it's another piece of leg that you shoot into. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, think about it, what it is that you really can influence. And I have uh, prepared a couple of things, f- uh, like food for thought of the things I believe I can influence myself when it comes to how I feel in Denmark. So what I believe that I can influence is how I feel mm-hmm. about Danes and being in Denmark. So that's something that is up to me. It's not the Danish people who decide how I feel here. It's actually my decision, how I feel. So that's something I can influence. My feelings are under my span of control. Second thing is actually getting Danish friends. It might be difficult. It is considered to be difficult. And Uh, I would even say it's an extreme sport in Denmark. (laughs) And You might need to get them in a Danish way, meaning approaching getting friends the same as Danes approach getting Danish Danish friends, but Mm -hmm. it is still under your span of control. This is something that you can influence. You can make or join initiatives that bring foreigners and Danes uh, closer Mm -hmm. and... uh, Because you've mentioned about this, you know, as you perceive it, as Danes are afraid of us foreigners and you have experienced the silent hostility, you can be a part of an organization that is closing those gaps. There are organizations like that. And Judy, one of our previous guests, she's now a part of such an organization. So I will include the name of the organization in the show notes because you could be one person with the mission of closing those gaps. And... Use your creativity to build those bridges and to getting a job and so on. Whenever it is difficult somewhere with something, you always get a chance of using your creativity in order to make things work. Because that's one of the things where Vega has mentioned that it's, for example, very difficult to get a job. It's difficult to get friends. Uh, So, yeah. What do you guys think about my input of what is under Uh, Can you tell me what is the fifth option? Because I don't know if I have, uh, if I can fit this into this or actually. The last option is 
make it as pleasant as you possibly can. Oh, okay. So maybe I will uh, say it here about the influence, right? So we are advising you, Viga, to, to influence what you can change. There is one thing that is in my head since we started to record this program. And this is, um, it could be that you are seeing this from one side only. It could be that you have experienced some things that we don't know about because you have this feeling that they are beaming with silent racism and they will not insult you, but they won't see you as equal. Uh, they are looking at you funny and so on. Uh, we don't know what nationality you are. We don't know what race you are. That could be a contributing factor because some people say they feel different based on the nationality they are from. But I want to remind you one thing, and this is something you can influence. When you are referring to a group of people or a nation by day, they do this, they do that. You unfortunately generalize entire population of Denmark into one mold. And that is unfair. Unfair towards yourself mostly, because then you are basically taken away from your taking away from yourself a chance to realize that here there is plenty of humans. And I will just mention something yesterday on Facebook. I seen someone sharing something to a Polish group in Denmark. I actually am not really on that group. It was an article that was written by BT. BT is not really like a super magazine. It's some kind of gossip, right? Tabloid. What is BT? It's somewhere between tabloid and newspaper. Yes. So basically it was written that uh, a lot of uh, Poles and Romanians are using a gap in law and they are taking their daupeng uh, to their countries and they are using it there to live like kings and then they are coming back and something. And I read this article and it was not correct according to the law. This is not exactly how it happens, but it was overreacted because it was supposed to build some sort of emotions. And then I saw all the Danish comments, first of all, of course, those parasites versus we are idiots that we allow it. If I will based all of all of my opinion about Danish people on the section comment where there were 45 Danes talking there and none of them were really positive about Poles or Romanians, then I would say this country is so racist. They don't understand how this law works. It's not that anyone can get this money. It's you have to fulfill requirements. You can argue that endlessly. And then I thought, wait, wait, wait a moment. First of all, this is 45 people on Facebook. This is not entire Denmark. And this is the whole thing. You can basically think about Danes as humans, as individuals. And trust me, if you will make an effort and look around, you will find Danes that are humans that are not representing the silent racism. There is so many Danes who are trying to meet internationals. There are, Marta, as you mentioned, those Danish international societies. They are curious about the cuisine, about the culture. Uh, there is so many people here in Denmark who actually have spouses. Sorry, I think I have to finish. I was just yeah, trying thank to Thank you, Anna. Thank and you. Uh, unfortunately, there will be no commentary because uh, we are <laughs> closing the show soon. So Sorry. we will just go into the last uh, option, which is make it as pleasant as you possibly can. And how do you, how do you make your stay more pleasant? What makes life pleasant for you, Vega? That's the question for you, because that's the only thing that you can uh, do. You can do more of that. So if you want to have a more pleasant life, you do more of the stuff that you love doing. So just answer the question. What do you love doing? What brings you pleasure? How do you like spending your time? And then, well, you can try doing that together with Danes. And you can uh, join some clubs which have the same common interest. And that's one of the main ways to make friends in Denmark by common interest. And if it's not feasible for you, maybe you don't speak any Danish at all, then you can do it with fellow internationals. So m you can definitely make it more pleasant here. You just need to find out what it is that makes your life more pleasant. And Dennis, are we like cutting off right now or do we have like a minute or something mm, something like 10 seconds something like 10 seconds yeah. Yeah. but you know marta i discovered that we can definitely 
talk over our outro mm-hmm. until almost the end. So don't worry. Continue. Okay, I will try not to be worried. So thank you and good luck and have fun and open up and enjoy your stay in Denmark, Vega. Definitely. And I'm really sorry for my uh, monologue on option number four, Vega, but I hope it helped you. Goodbye, everyone. And we will hear each other next week. Bye. Our guests, send us your life challenge or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks.